0: Hi, it's Neil Camido here with episode 24 of the Tutor Podcast. All you need to start, grow and love your tutoring business. And today we're going to be talking about tax, especially how our attitudes to taxation can be confused or conflicted and so become a stumbling block to our success. Now, before we start, I've got to give you the inevitable legal disclaimer. The content of this podcast in no way constitutes financial advice and you'll advise to seek guidance from a suitably qualified accountant, solicitor, financial advisor or estate planner in respect of your own affairs. Well, that's that taken care of. But here's my own little disclaimer. If you have a moral issue with paying less tax or making and keeping more money for yourself, then this isn't the podcast for you. So close the door on your way out. Okay, off we go. So, what is tax anyway? Well, it's an unpleasant and indisputable fact that governments have decided that they have the power to extract from us, by force and the threat of force, vast quantities of our money. Whatever we do, the government has its hands in the till. Wake up to that reality and how it's being done now, and then get busy protecting yourself and your money from the grasping claws of the taxman and our greediest and corrupt governments. No matter who's in power, the system is rigged to exploit you and I, so we better wise up and take action. Please, don't be under any illusions about the use of force. Because if you don't pay your due taxes, or you break the law to avoid paying tax, you could be forcibly removed from your home and taken to prison, deprived of your liberty, and perhaps have your possessions and assets taken away and disposed of against your will. So however you wrap that up, it's force, and it's ugly. We are in effect all slaves of the state. And that's why it's often said there are only two inevitabilities, death and taxes. And it's true, except when it isn't. That's to say that the burden placed upon us in the form of taxation is usually perceived as unavoidable. And that's only partially true, since for most of us in business, There are loads of opportunities to reduce our tax bills and that plural is intentional by the way. It's tax bills rather than tax bill because here in the UK we're taxed when we earn, we're taxed when we spend, we're taxed when we save, we're taxed when we work and we're taxed when we play. We're taxed to live in our own homes, drive our own cars, we're taxed when we invest and we're taxed when we divest. We're even taxed when we die. You can name it, there's probably a tax or a duty put on it. My take on this is that tax is a very bad thing, as it currently stands. Inefficient government milking anything that moves in order to provide services and buy votes in undemocratic elections. Now, as well-adjusted members of society were expected to obediently hand over our dosh to Johnny Taxman without question, and some people are so convinced that paying tons of taxes is the right thing to do that they'll actually vilify us if we take legitimate measures to reduce or eliminate our tax liabilities. You may have experienced the revulsion some people have to the idea of not paying tax at all, and their subsequent comments about how selfish and greedy you are. But listen, if you and I work hard for our money. We should be working just as hard to hang on to it, shouldn't we? That means we should be defending by all legal means, our little pile of gold from the claws of the taxman. To fail to do so is simply stupid. So I'm not talking about tax avoidance. Now, I'm talking about tax avoidance, which is the legal use of the tax laws to reduce how much tax will be paid. Don't confuse tax avoidance with tax evasion. Tax evasion is the illegal use of schemes Offshore bank accounts and non-declaration of income to minimize or avoid paying tax. Don't get those two things crossed over. One is legal, that's tax avoidance. One is illegal, and that's tax evasion.
1: So how do we begin? First, find out what
0: the rules of the game are. Find out what the laws are about tax and what allowances and tax breaks are available to us as self-employed tutors and small business owners. It's well worth our time to find a good accountant who'll work with us in this. Only work within the legal framework of tax law so you can structure your affairs to minimise your tax and then maximise the amount of money you can legally hang on to so you can plan for your future and protect your legacy. And here's the thing. We're only expected and only obligated to pay the least amount of tax permissible in law. That means we should be switched on about taxes. When we're deciding on our business structures, whether we're sole traders, partnerships or limited companies, find out what the law on taxation is for us. When we're planning our business strategies and operations, what work are we going to be doing? And how are we going to be doing that work, particularly in areas for us as tutors, the law as it applies on VAT, that's value added tax, is very interesting. Check it out with your accountant. Now, we need to know what the law is when we decide in how much we will actually pay ourselves out of our businesses as salary or dividends. It varies depending on the entity you're in, so you're going to need to find out what applies in your own individual case. When I want to think about tax when we're buying and running a vehicle, whether we're claiming a mileage allowance, when we use our own vehicles for business travel, where we have a fully expensed vehicle through a partnership, or whether we have a company car. The tax differences between those
1: routes is huge.
0: Obviously, when we're starting or contributing to a personal pension for ourselves to take care of our futures, we should be thinking about the tax implications of that. Pensions are a fantastic tax-free investment vehicle. So check it out. Go and talk to a pension
1: advisor. Get wise about your money.
0: Remember to think about the tax aspects of it when you're buying equipment for your business. You want to claim every legitimate expense you can. And I do stress, legitimate. Don't make stuff up. Don't buy things through your business which are not for business use. Because if you course, it will go badly for you.
1: Now, training courses. I've
0: spoken in a previous episode about. The value of ongoing education as the answers change. And training and education for your current work or business is a necessary expense of the business and it's deductible against your tax. If you're planning a new business venture and you're getting educated in that field, that's not an allowable expense, I'm afraid. So if you are going to go and spend a lot of money on paid for education it's a great idea to go and attend a couple of free courses first so that you're already active in the field and can evidence that if johnny taxman asks you why it is you've just spent 20 grand getting mentored in a field that you don't appear to be doing anything in if you've already taken training you can defend your position remember when you're traveling somewhere for business purposes claim your mileage allowance Claim your overnight accommodation if you have to stay out and do remember to claim for food. A friend of mine has been running a business for 10 years and has never claimed her mileage. It's astonishing. She didn't think it was the right thing to do to claim her
1: expenses back. She's now started doing that. When you're working from home,
0: HMRC's website will allow you a flat rate for working at home. But there is a slightly more complicated way of claiming a room-related expense provided the rooms are not used exclusively for business. Because that would have council tax and other tax implications for you. So what you'll need is something called a Non-exclusive license, which was just a simple document that your accountant should be able to draw up to verify and prove that the business is using part of your house, but doesn't have exclusive use of it. So that eliminates the need for you to go and get business
1: rates on your own home. And finally on this,
0: when you're writing out your will and you're planning your estate, minimise the inheritance tax that your heirs are going to be asked to pay. Inheritance tax is a whopping 40% of your estate above a certain threshold. Let me ask you, do you want to give away nearly half of everything you've laboured to build up to the government? I know
1: I don't. So that's the
0: quick overview. And I want to be really clear about this. Paying less tax is a good thing. But please stay legal. At the moment, I'm negotiating with one of the sharpest tax guys I've ever met. With a view to get him on the show to talk about the subject of tax particularly as it pertains to us in the tutoring business. So for today I just want you to take in the overview and start to think about what you can do now to reduce your tax burden and keep more of your money in your pocket. Because just giving money away by neglect to the taxman isn't isn't sane. It's not logical. To start right now, find out what you can properly and legally do to save tax. Any savings you make are effectively straight to the bottom line of your business. And there could be the difference between going out of business and thriving. So, I feel like I've almost had a bit of a rant today, but I feel very strongly about this. Um, that's my 10 cents worth for now. Let me know what's caught your ear in this episode and let me know how you get on implementing some of the ideas I've just spouted off about, I guess. I'd love to hear from you, so get in touch with me via the Tutor Podcast website or info at neilcamado.com and uh, I'd be happy to hear from you. Now, in the next episode, i will be talking about killer copy for your business what it is, and how to spot it. Copyright is a fascinating subject, so get wise and smarten up. I'll see you next time. If you want to start, grow, and love your tutoring business, then join me, Neil Kamado, for the next episode of the Tutor Podcast. Have a fabulous day.